Starting a series tonight, I know, guys, it feels good to be back. Let's see if I still remember how to do this. Starting a series tonight called, What on Earth Am I Here For? Have you ever asked yourself that question before? What on earth am I here for? I'm going to be talking about calling for the next three weeks. Your calling. What are you called to do? I know that there's a lot of questions that revolve around what am I called to do, especially in junior high and high school. Because when you're in high school, you're like, what is my calling? And it's like you develop this sense of anxiety just trying to figure out what am I called to do? And it seems like this ominous, distant, confusing thing that you're trying to figure out when in all reality, I believe, and God was actually revealing this to me. I'm like, God, you could have revealed this to me way earlier in my life, and this would have been way less stressful. (laughs) But there was something that he revealed to me this week, this is like last week, that just shook my world when it came to calling. And so in the next three weeks, actually, you're going to leave here tonight understanding what you are called to do. Every single one of you, it's going to be beautiful. The Bible actually gives us clear direction on what our calling is. It's going to be so good. And so there's a core scripture in Romans chapter 1, reading verse 5 through 7. And so I've read through the book of Romans before many times, but there's, there's, this is the thing I love about the Bible. You can get in the Bible and read the same thing, but something else completely just jumps out at you and becomes alive. I just love God's word. It's, it's literally alive. God's word. You can read the same thing every day and still get something new from it. I just, it's just so cool. And I was reading through Romans chapter one and something jumped out at me that I've never caught before. But it says in verse five, you got it, you can go there. If not, you can write it down or check it out later. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you, everybody say me. And you are included among those Gentiles. Guys, I could go way in depth of talking about what Gentiles are um, just to make it relevant. But in a nutshell, there's Jews, God's people in the bloodline of Israel. And then there's everybody else. Everybody else is Gentiles. So for a majority of us tonight, we're Gentiles. So (laughs) I could talk a lot about the history of that, but just it's good to understand what you're reading. Okay, it just adds a whole new sense. This is for you. This is for you. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called. Everybody say called. Oh, this is going to be so good. You guys are going to leave here so encouraged. You have been called to belong to Jesus. I'm writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called. Everybody say called. And are called to be his own holy people. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I'm going to be talking about calling. This is so good. Calling is your life's purpose. What on earth am I here for? When you understand your calling, it adds purpose to everything. When you understand your calling, it brings such a sense of peace to your heart and to your soul because you don't need to search for it. It's literally right in front of you. You ever looked for something and realized that it's just right in front of you? Have you ever like lost your pair of sunglasses or your glasses and you realize it's just on top of your head? That happens to me like every day. Or, okay, I used to work at Starbucks. A lot of you know this. I used to work at Starbucks, and the thing with baristas is we hoard Sharpies. I don't know if that's still a thing, because when I worked at Starbucks, it was pre the fancy computers that print out your name and stuff on it, but we had Sharpies, and I would always hoard Sharpies. And the thing with my Sharpies, I used to wear my Sharpies with style when I worked at Starbucks. I'd, like, clip it right here. 
You know what I'm saying? I had the clippy Sharpies, not the twisty. I had the clippy, you know, the, those Sharpies. I used to clip it right there. And there were so many times when I'd be like, where did I put my stinking Sharpie? And it's just on my shirt, on my apron. It's a real thing. Does this happen to anybody else with everything? Gosh, phone. Um, the cool thing about the iWatch and the iPhone is it has this, I lost my phone. <laughs> you can like press a button and the phone beeps and it tells you where it's at. It's fascinating. If you've never tried it, it's a lifesaver. Because there's so many times when I'm like, I lost my phone. It's gone. I left it at the church. Somebody took it. It's, it's forever disappeared. And then I press the button, it's beeping. It's like under the cover next to me. This is how it is with calling. We spend a, like our entire life searching for what God has called us to do. What is my purpose? But it's right in front of you. And so I'm going to take some time throughout the next three weeks to dig apart what you are called to do. Before we get into this, I'm going to uncomplicate the idea. So understanding what calling is will set you free to discover it. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Jesus has the same calling. I think we've done a disjustice of what calling is. I'm going to say this. So everyone in Jesus has the same calling. However, how we express it looks completely different. I feel like we've overcomplicated and confused what calling is. For all of my friends here who have been to camps, we have these, these nights of discovering your calling. I'm called to be a worship leader. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to do this. I'm called to do that. And I feel like we begin to understand and confuse our calling with our purpose. So because I was thinking about it, and if you've ever been to an Alive camp, we do this thing at camp where it's like we have a Holy Spirit night, and that Holy Spirit gives us callings. And for a lot of you, you believe that you're called to be a pastor or called to be a doctor or called to be certain things. But dare I say, how you're, what you're called to do is completely different than how you express it. How you express it is through what you do. If I'm a worship leader or I'm a pastor or I'm a barista or a doctor, mechanic, painter, I feel like we confuse that with our calling and we get limited to that and we're stressed out if we don't know what we want to do with our lives. And that adds this anxiety, right? Yeah, that might be you tonight. You might feel stressed out because you don't know what you want to do. And can I tell you something? That's totally okay. Because what you do is completely different than what you're called to do. What you're called to do is the same for all of us because the Bible paints it out really clearly. But how you express it looks totally different. So for example, if I believe that I'm called to be a pastor, what happens if I'm not? What happens if I go and do something else? Does that mean I stepped out of my calling? Does that mean I didn't fulfill my calling? I think that we limit our calling to what we do, our vocation, our expression. And so that's the difference, okay? So here's the point that I want you to write down. I want you to write down your calling is more than how you express it. This is a good message to be at, guys. To understand this is so important. You guys are seriously going to be set free to actually enjoy life. Because there is nothing more stressful than trying to figure out what you want to do. Amen to that. You guys can talk back at me. It's okay. I know you can do it. You were like shouting down Chase last week. You preached last week, right, Chase? That was last week? Was that last week? All of the weeks blend together in my mind. I know you guys can do it. If I say something that you like, you can say amen. We're going to get excited up in here. 
Your calling is your life's purpose here on earth, and your expression is the means to how you fulfill your calling. So my expression of my calling right now is as a youth pastor. But being a youth pastor isn't my calling. That's how I'm expressing it in this season. Your expression of how you walk out your calling is different. I mean, life is full of seasons, right? I think God, he wants us to understand this difference because he doesn't want you to be stressed out. Because I feel like there's so many of us, especially seniors, who are getting ready to commit to majors in college. And maybe you're praying and you're asking God, like, what is my calling? And you want to discover it and you're stressed out maybe because you don't know what that is. And can I just tell you that it's okay? If I believed that God had called me to be a youth pastor when I was in high school, I would have never jumped into the band that I was in, and I would have never met the person that introduced me to Karen, and I would have never gotten this life experience through the band for four years that I would have missed out on if I believed I was called to this one thing. I think we limit God when we think that we're called to vocations and things that we express it in. You can... You can, you can do welding underwater. But all, all of our calling, mine and your calling, Chase, it's the same. Z, our calling is the same. The Bible tells us what our calling is. All of us in this room, on Zoom, listening to this on podcast someday, our callings are the same. And I'm going to give you examples of what the Bible tells us our calling is. It's so good, guys. It's literally, it frees us. You are not limited to a certain expression of your calling. Because when you believe and you understand what your calling is, it literally sets you free to enjoy life. This takes the mystery out of our calling. And it takes the limitation out of it. Because if you believe that you're supposed to do a certain thing and that's your life mission, what happens if you can't do it? What happens if you stop doing it? Or for a pastor that retires, does that mean that I'm no longer in my calling or that my life doesn't have purpose or meaning or like value anymore? We limit our value as a person to our calling. But when we understand what God has called us to do, it literally sets us free. No matter what you do, we all have the same calling. It's, it's right in front of you. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's, it's right in front of you. We're in this together. (laughs) So what I want to do tonight is I am going to explain one thing that you're called to do. One thing that you, that is your calling. And I'm going to take the next two weeks after this to break apart this idea of what you are called to do. And don't wait for me to tell you. Look in the Bible. Seriously, the Bible app makes it so easy. All you got to do is just go to the search thing and put calling or called. That's what I did. (laughs) That's how I found these scriptures. It's super easy. You can do it too. You don't need to wait for me to tell you what you're called to do. Go home tonight. Search called. Find scriptures that say you are called to and understand it. Man, I I spent like 10 minutes when I was reading through this just looking at callings, and I'm going to make message out of each one of these. It's going to be great. So the first thing that you are called to do, and we read it in the scripture before. If you didn't catch it, I'm going to say it again. You are called to belong to Christ. That's your calling. You have the ability tonight to start walking in your calling. So good. You are called 
first and foremost is the first thing that I'm going to talk about. Your calling, your purpose. This is what you're on earth for, is to belong to Jesus, to belong to Jesus. Let that sink in. You are called to belong to Jesus. Let's read that first verse again. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. No matter what you do, if you work at Ralph's, if you work at Vaughn's, if you work at Paint-A-Dream, <laughs> if you work at, if you do DoorDash, your calling is to belong to Jesus. How you express belonging to Jesus, that's different for all of us. I'm expressing how I belong to Jesus as a youth pastor right now. How I express my calling is totally different. See, when I know that I am called and I know that my calling is to belong to Jesus, then I am released to do my expressions well. And it takes a lot of weight off because if I am youth pastoring or I'm a barista, whatever I'm doing, I am called to belong to Jesus. It sets us free. It sets us free, man. And we have overcomplicated calling and we have limited our callings, but our expressions. I mean, God, he, he leads us. And this is so good, guys. Catch this. Please catch this. God leads us into different expressions of our calling throughout our entire life. That's good. Maybe for one season you're called to do this or not called. See, I'm trying to like rewire my understanding of calling. This is tough because I've been taught so many years like this is your calling. It's part of our vocabulary going to, to camp, right? Like you're called to be a worship leader. Okay, well, God might be leading you in that expression, but that's not your calling. It's not your purpose. It's not why you're here on earth is to lead worship. Sure, it's good, but you are called to belong to Jesus. That's your calling. That's your purpose. That's why you're here. First and foremost, that's why we're created, guys, is to belong to God, to belong to Jesus. Let's talk about that for a little bit because I think belonging is a sexy term that's thrown around. But what does that actually mean? I can say that, right? I can say I got the microphone. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I want you to write this down. Called to belong to Jesus. Called to belong to Christ. So the definition of belong. To belong is to be the property of, is to be a part of. Those are two definitions of belong. So this phone right here, it belongs to me. I paid for it. It's my property. A car, it belongs to me, it belongs, that's, that's something. Or another expression of belong is to be a part of. If I'm in a club, or if I'm in a crew, if I'm in a group, I belong to that group, I identify with that group. So when I belong to Jesus, that means I identify with him, I am one with him, I am in his crew, I am in his family, but how do I get there? I accept the fact that he has paid for me. When I belong, this is, this is our calling. We are called to accept what Jesus did on the cross. That's it. It's not complicated. We are called to belong to Jesus. How do we belong to Jesus? Well, we accept the fact that he 
paid for us. How did he pay for us? With his very own life on a cross. He paid for us. How do we belong to Jesus? We accept the fact that he bought us. That's when we belong to him. When we belong to Jesus, everything falls into place. You are called to belong to Jesus. Whether you're in junior high, whether you're in high school, whether you play hockey, football, whatever it is, however you express your passions in life, your calling does not change. From here on out to the moment you take your last breath here on earth, your calling, first and foremost, is to belong to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Preach it. It's good. I'm going to say something that's going to wreck you. (laughs) Brace yourself. Hold on to the chairs if you need to. If you're on Zoom, brace yourself. You can't belong without being bought. See, a lot of us are trying to get through and feel like a part of something. Maybe you don't feel like you're a part of something because you haven't accepted the fact that you've been bought. You've been purchased. And you've been purchased with the most expensive thing ever to exist in the history of time. Jesus' life. This world is so confused, trying to find purpose in things. And we try and find purpose in what we do. I'll be TikTok famous. It's my calling. I'm called to do this. Get off me. And then we get frustrated and we feel like we failed when we don't accomplish that. It is impossible to fail your calling when you understand that you are called to belong to Jesus. Woo! Woo! No matter what your week was like, no matter what your day was like, I'm here to remind you, friend, that you're called to belong to Jesus. That is your calling. That's what you're supposed to do. That's an expectation. It says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and we can start playing some really pretty music just, just to start feeling spiritual. We're going to feel it. We're going to just play some really chill music. It's just kind of kind of be in the background. Don't let it, don't let it distract because I want you to hear these verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. God bought you with a high price. It says this in 1 Peter 1, verse 18. I just want you to close your eyes and feel this. Just, Just feel this. For you know that God paid a ransom. What is a ransom? It's a cost for something to set a captive free. He paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. Every eye closed. I don't know what kind of history you have in your life. Maybe you've been told that you're subjected to something or expected to go on a certain career path, or maybe, maybe depression is something that runs in your family. Maybe anxiety is something that runs in your family. Maybe there's these, these things that have been passed down to you that you had no control over receiving. But I believe that God paid a ransom so we can belong to him. And when we belong to him, we start to identify with him. We are in the family of God. God can give you something brand new tonight. He can flip the switch. 
it says this, he saved you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, or silver, which lose their value. Check this out. Every eye closed. Feel this tonight. It was paid with the precious blood of Jesus, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you came. Jesus, I thank you that you lived a life that was spotless, that was perfect to pay the price for me, to pay the price for us. And God, when we accept that, when we believe that, when we receive that, Holy Spirit, we accept the fact that we are bought by you. We are yours. We belong to you in a world that is searching for a place to belong, to feel ourselves, to feel a part of something. Holy Spirit, help us to belong to you first tonight, to remember that we are valuable. Remind us to stop going to things or to people to try and get our value, and we need to go to the one who purchased us to show us our value. Holy Spirit, remind us tonight of how valuable we are, and may that just send us forth into a dark world that needs hope. Every eye closed. I'm going to close this service tonight by asking a question. It's the most important question that you could ever be asked. Whether you're on Zoom, whether you're listening to this on podcast, or whether you're here with me right now, if you're here and you don't know if you belong to Jesus, all you need to do, the Bible says, is believe that message in, in your heart, that he came, that he gave his life, that he died, that he rose again. You just gotta believe that that's real. And then you confess it with your mouth that he is Lord. You're going to be saved forever. When you do that, you belong to Jesus. You are his. And I just want to pray with you. Whether it's first time or rededication, man, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Every eye closes between you and Jesus tonight. I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, just lift up a hand. Ready? One, two three. On Zoom, in person, on podcast. If you're driving, don't lift a hand. Just, (laughs) I'm gonna pray over you and believe this in your heart. Father, I thank you. And I believe that you gave your life for me. I believe that. I confess that. I give myself to you from this day forward. Make me new tonight. Make me new today. Make me new right here, right now. In Jesus' name, amen.